Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Well, today is a sad day. Mm. Tuck Everlasting closes today. Yeah, what a bummer. Another Carolee Carmelo show that was too short for this world. It's true. Although I think I agree with what you said the other day, that this show will have quite a life in regional theater. I definitely, yeah. It's it's like a nice little ensemble show. It does have those mm-hmm. classic musical theater notes. Yeah, and the book recognizability. I'm sure that I yeah. can just imagine tons of like. I'm sure this will play it. You know, some Seattle theaters I can think of. I think it'd be a good high school show too. Hmm. Um, because mm. even though, well, I know you've got a kid who, who plays Winnie. Then you're making it like the movie. No, you're not. You still have high. I did. Our my high school did Annie, and we had a junior playing Annie. That's weird. These short girls how, exist. How, how short was she? Who was playing I, the orphans? How old were the other, orphans supposed other to be? Short, other short. High schoolers high should schools, not be doing like Annie. Like uh, freshmen. No. Especially, especially the, uh, you know, the non-named orphans. I don't understand how you can have the wealth of choices of musical theater and choose Annie for your high school. I don't know. It's better than I mean, a lot I'm not of other blaming shows. you. I'm just saying Annie is n- I do not think that Annie is, is makes sense for a high school at all. I think half the cast is children. <laughs> well, half the cast is adults and high schoolers are neither. Why don't you choose why don't they just do fucking Greece? <laughs> Cuz they're not going to actually do Greece the way it should. I mean, should it makes be more sense to do Greece than it does Annie. I don't know. If you're going to butcher a show, I'd rather have you butcher Annie than Grease. Why? Because Annie's nonsense. It's fun. It's fluff. Grease actually could be something, but it's been watered down to bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Agree to disagree. I guess so. I mean, it's not my first choice for a school. I just don't understand how, why would you choose? I mean, I think you would choose Annie if you don't know anything about musicals. And you're like, Annie, I've heard of that. I don't know why they chose Annie. I'm the English, the head of the English department and I'm directing the spring play. That certainly wasn't the case at my school. I don't know why they chose Annie. A drama teacher, an actual drama teacher? Yeah, it was my senior year in the Three shows we had done before that were Guys and Dolls, Into the Woods, and Camelot. Yeah, see, those ones make more sense than Annie. I mean, Annie makes sense in that in that line because it's a recognizable show. Sure. But why would you ever choose Annie for high schoolers? I don't know. I'll email my teacher who went to jail. Do it. <laughs> I think it's inappropriate for high schoolers to do Annie. I think it, yeah. I don't know that inappropriate is the right word. Weird, I just maybe. think it's weird. Weird. I think it's a poor choice. I still think people will do Tuck. And then the only only kid you have to cast, non-kid, is Winnie. Yeah. Being actual high schoolers, the dynamic between Jesse and Winnie, even if you're not meaning to age her up, I do concede will have the movie feel to it. Right, right. Anyway, Tuck Everlasting. Sucks. And also, we got the closing announcement for American Psycho, which at least gets another week. Yeah, I'm definitely, I want to try and see that again this week. Mm-hmm. I really hate those we're closing Sunday announcements. They fucking I suck. I know. It really sucks. It they really, suck. really sucks. It sucks like, for everybody. To find out on a Tuesday that you don't have a job come Monday. Yeah. And, you know, that's sort sucks. of a thing I never quite understood was how soon the cast knows. Because I, I know sometimes it really is like when it's announced, that's when they find out. But I know that also sometimes they may or may not know a little sooner. Yeah. It sucks. I feel like I feel like from what I've heard from people, a lot of the time it's like they sort of like 
get told and then like half an hour later it's Everybody all over knows. the internet. Yeah. Yeah. That they sort of like, you know, send an email out to the Caspian like, hey, sorry, we're closing. And then like 30 seconds later, send the email to Broadway World. Yeah. If that, I think a lot of people also find out on Broadway World, which yeah. is fucked up. That's so fucked up. It really is. That is so fuck. I mean, like, I honestly, there's got to be some kind of, that's probably like illegal to not like tell them directly let them find out in the newspaper that yeah, they don't have a job certainly the union i think would would protect that it's messed up but i mean like it's, yeah. same things happen with tv people find out that their show got canceled yeah. from the you know variety article or whatever so fucked up sucks oh and i would like to just put out a psa that's an addendum to our stage door etiquette videos that if you follow a cast member of a show on social media that does a post about their show closing, just think about what you post on it. Mm. Cause it's a lot of like, why? Oh my gosh, it's closing. Like there, you know, some people are like, Oh darn, I had tickets. I really wanted to see the show. That sort of post. Yeah. I think, you know, that's not a thing, but like, why the why the why is the why it's the why don't fucking ask why never don't go up to the creative and the and the cast people and ask them why their show closed or why their show didn't run longer because there's no easy simple concrete answer to that question no you know like there's no why is oh my god why is the show closing well a dragon exploded the theater (laughs) that would make sense (laughs) instead it's like shrug i don't know the advertising and the marketing couldn't pull in the audience what with this crazy whirlwind spring like it's not an easy answer no it's there's so many and i know that you're not necessarily most people aren't necessarily expecting an answer right they're not looking for an answer they're just expressing feelings but i don't know again it's just sort of think about the person who's actually losing a job before you post something like that. Not that your feelings aren't valid. They 1,000% are. I still think, why did all these shows that I loved close? Uh, And I know that it's intangible, but I'm not going to, all these years later, go up to Norbert Leo Butts and be like, God, catch me if you can, man. What happened there? (laughs) Why did it close? (laughs) I don't know. Closing sucks. Yeah, it does. Well, moving on to sort of this week's big story about a closed show. There's some shady, shady business going on. Mm. Uh, At the hands of, unsurprisingly, one Ken Davenport. No shocker there. For those of you who don't know, Ken Davenport is a shyster? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to say producer. Well, I was going to, but... <laughs> sure, I mean, he's a producer of theater, um, and he has a history of bullshit. Yeah, he he does whatever he can do with no regard to anyone else to get not even shows, but his name out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah, the I thing abs- that... I think he's... Yeah. I think he is... I think he's constant goal seems to be like that he wants to have his name attached to like like being champion for picking up the little shows that could oh yeah i think that's the name that he wants to make for himself is like oh my god ken davenport he was that guy that you know produced that you know really amazing diverse spring awakening and then made it a huge cultural phenomenon right and he'll tell you he produced kinky boots which he was one right. of like <laughs> 75 million producers of kinky boots yeah and honestly like off the top of my head from what i can currently remember from his resume i feel like kinky boots is the only thing he's ever been attached to that like recouped and made money oh i mean I mean, he, I don't know. He's got to have something else that he, I don't know where he, where he gets the money or what's, I don't really understand completely that side of the business of 
how you well, continue to still be a producer and make money and find money and is he independently wealthy? I don't know. And to be honest, I don't know either. I don't. I think producers get investors, but I right. think also if you give a certain amount of money, you can be considered a producer. And I right. sort of think that on that level, that's what he's doing. Maybe I'm 100% wrong. This is sort of just how I'm perceiving it. So I'm, you know, I'm right. No libelous claims here. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and we're all we're mostly guessing. But the things that we do know, the concrete facts that we yeah. do know is that Spring Awakening closed. And when a show closes, it's out of money. Yeah. It doesn't well, have money. And they're trying to they want to they, they they announced that they were going on tour, right? They announced a tour. <laughs> Right. They were like, we're going to do a tour with no details whatsoever, which Which, is like, that's that's cute. Everybody says that. Um, I think Amazing Grace announced a tour. (laughs) You know. Are you serious or is that a joke? No, I think that's true. Before we really launch into this, I just, some little background on specific Mm, Ken mm. Davenport like shadiness he was behind the whole people of godspell thing and i remember when someone first sent this to us it was probably nick who was like we could produce a broadway show um it was the first as it was touted like crowdsourced broadway musical but you could invest in it for a thousand dollars and it wasn't like that was the base level no profit sharing Mm. like and I remember sort of just being like a thousand dollars. I'm stopped. I've stopped listening uh, because you don't have a thousand dollars. Also, I don't like Godspell. <laughs> but like everybody was sort of like, this seems weird. Mm-hmm. Like it raised flags because it wasn't. I mean, and it's not that it wasn't even you know the way things are done because even though the theater community and the money specifically behind it has been a little slow to grow with the times, like going from zero to crowdsourced right? without really understanding well, what that means for also those because people like, putting up their money. Right, right. Well, sure, because I think like, okay, when, you know, you have a friend who's self-producing some off, 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 off Broadway thing. And they're like, Kickstarter donations so we can do this. Sure. And like, like that is a different thing. Like you're donating someone's art because that person like has a day job and literally has zero resources to produce something and you're helping produce. Like having crowdfunded things on Broadway is bullshit because – People who are working on those shows, like people like Ken Davenport, it is his job and his livelihood to produce things on Broadway. So you are not, it's not a, like, you're not, you're like donating to someone's salary. Right. You know, and like, I know it's not as exact as that when, especially in the Godspell situation, it's not like you're donating to his salary, but like his fucking job, his job as producer is to find money. His job, that's his job description, is to find the money to produce the stuff. Right. And asking fans, like, I, I whatever, I hate him. <laughs> well, I, we it makes me so angry. We haven't even gotten into it. Well, and I, so let's get into it because my initial reaction is one of the reasons that this is so shitty because I honestly before I really paid attention to the specifics and the details of it, my initial reaction was like, I don't hate this idea. Like I, I might, I'm the, so, the, the, the Kickstarter. Spring, yeah. So yeah. they're lo- they, basically what happened was okay, yeah, you they Ken Davenport and a, supposedly in association with deaf West. Well, have deaf launched, West supposedly in association with Ken Davenport. Right. It's, it's a little muddled. It's very muddled. Purposefully right. muddled. Completely purpose. It's very well worded. Um, I, uh, Again, I guess I legally we should all say we're speculating. I want to get sued. What are we speculating about? I don't we're know. We're not speculating about anything. Nothing speculative. Well, continue. Okay, so they launch. There's this Kickstarter that's help the cast of Spring Awakening get perform on the Tony Awards, and the premise is 
you know, in order to perform, we don't have any money because the show closed. And in order to perform, we need $200,000 to pay for flying the cast, rehearsing the cast, all the things, all the expenses that go into producing something on the Tony Awards, which we know costs a lot of money. Which a lot of people didn't know costs money. Right, right. So as, like, we have, Patty and I, we've both done a Kickstarter. Like, we're familiar with Kickstarter. Right. And, um, sorry, and and the Kickstarter rules. So, obviously, like, I, the first time I read this Kickstarter, like, page description, I was like, I mean, I read a lot of things on Kickstarter, and I'm shocked that Kickstarter allows those projects. I mean, I am initially shocked because I'm like, wow, this description of this Kickstarter literally violates your own rules. And then I'm like, oh, right, Kickstarter takes 10% of every successful campaign. They really don't give a shit. Right, they've done some shady stuff. They, they, yeah. Kickstarter doesn't give a flying fuck because they are making money off every project regardless of whether or not it <laughs> adheres to any of their guidelines or whatever. They're like Etsy. It's like after Etsy was like, oh, it's all handmade stuff. Never mind. Now, you know, we... Like, anybody can sell stuff on Etsy, so Etsy is, like, fucking eBay now, and it's not good at all. Mm-hmm. Here's the big tell in the in the Kickstarter description. We're raising $200,000 to cover the cost of performing on the Tony Awards on June 12th. Okay, so the Kickstarter runs until the day before the Tonys. Right. And per our experience with Kickstarter, honey, that money gets held for a bit. Sure. So the money has already been paid. That well, is and, and sometime this week, probably, performers will be announced. Yeah. Probably this week they're going to announce performers. And if they announce that Spring Awakening is performing on the Tonys telecast, that is hard evidence, factual evidence. Right. That it has already been agreed upon and paid for and, like, they have already have the money to make it happen. So the $200,000 they're trying to raise on Kickstarter, they, they do not have. need it. They, they fucking it. have it. Somebody they already have it. it. Yeah. The thing, the other thing that drives, so Ken Davenport wrote one of, you know, his blogs. Well, and this was someone being like, can you, you know, where's our money actually going? Can you, and I don't think it was a skeptic. I think it was just someone who was like not baiting him, just asking a real question. And he was like, check the blog tomorrow. And then he just basically rehashed most of what the Kickstarter said and didn't answer any concerns. No concerns whatsoever. In, in his, his fucking blog, I mean, I don't read his blog, obviously. I no. try to have him uh, in a, come into my life as little as absolutely possible because um, I find him abhorrent. But in his nice blog post where he, first of all, his writing style, whatever. <laughs> where to go, where to go, where to go. Oh, this is it. Here's the tell, kids. Here's how you fucking know that he's a dirty-ass liar and he's scamming like fans out of their fucking money our show ended on january 24th and the financial books are just about buttoned up now we don't have two hundred thousand to spend no matter how important it is for all, all of us to get that cat to get the cast a chance to appear on the show and honestly even if we had the money it wouldn't be fiscally responsible for us producers to ask our investors to foot the bill especially with all they've risked in the first place i'm sorry bitch what that's I don't under I I find it fascinating that he wrote that in a public blog. I think actually that is one of the biggest tells that he doesn't even necessarily understand that what he's doing is devious. He thinks that like, oh, if we don't ha- if I can't find rich people to give me the money, you know who I should turn to? The fans. Like he I think he just sees money as money and doesn't s- seem to understand that Someone don't like he even fucking says in here. He's like, whatever you can give, you know, if you want to skip your Starbucks there, I hope you can find something, whether it's what you spent on a ticket to Hamilton or what you'd spend on a latte at Starbucks. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I also just, I just, because now I'm staring at his website and on the right hand side of his website, he has all these things like consult with Ken, submit your script, how to raise money, producing 101, Broadway budgeting 101, investing 101. Okay. So I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, wait, how's this, this link that says how to raise money. So that goes to, he's literally like a fucking scam artist. He's like a pyramid scheme, bitch. I mean, it's not a pyramid scheme, but like he is selling a book that has all the information you need to raise money. The producer's perspective. Need to raise money for your show? Learn my secrets of how to raise any amount you need. Dot, dot, dot. And fast. I don't know, Ken. Maybe you should read your own fucking book. Well, I'm sure it says be shady. Here's what you get. Raise it. How to raise millions for, the, for your show. A 100-page how-to book guaranteed to get you the money well, you, you need. You should also like, literally budget for a possible Tony performance. Mm-hmm. My raise it or refund guarantee. Don't raise the money you need. I'll give you a refund. No questions asked. I want my money back. I mean, I didn't spend any money. Yeah, he fucking gives a guarantee that you'll be able to raise millions of dollars if you buy his book for your money back. Art. Art, as we've said, which is... Well, it's not producing art. It's raising the money you need to produce. All he's teaching you is how to raise the money as a producer. Now listen, I'm going to admit something. This book and all those materials aren't cheap. I've written down the exact strategies I use when raising money on Kickstarter, really, bitch? And, well, those are pl- pretty yeah, valuable to me. So I've got to charge the same, for them. And I'm sure you can we understand. Used the same money-raising program that he used. <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm sorry, also this book costs... Where's the price? It's like $300. What? Uh, raise the money you need. Guaranteed. Only 297 for <gasps> a limited time. Buy now. It's on sale from 397 So Ken Davenport is literally selling a $300 book on his website that guarantees you will know how to raise the money for your show while at the same time this motherfucker is raising money on Kickstarter. That is like, are you fucking bonkers. kidding me? That is fucking also, disgusting. That's, you don't... Okay, if you really think your information is that valuable, you don't publish it. You you charge a consultant's fee and you have people sign an NDA, mm-hmm. a non-disclosure agreement, and you consult with them. Mm-hmm. Here's my favorite. Oh, there's like testimonials. I saw a show tonight and used some of your tips while speaking to the person next to me, and he seems like he might want to invest in my show. That's one of the testimonials on the website. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's a testimonial. I had a conversation with the person next to me, and they seem really interested in investing in my show, you guys. Ugh, he's such garbage. He's absolute garbage. So here's what you need to do, people. Everyone, if you're listening to this and you are agreeing with what we're saying and you're like, wow, this shit is fucked up, you need to go to Kickstarter Search for the Spring Awakening Kickstarter. It comes up right away if you um, search Spring Awakening in there. It's the first one. It is also a project we love. The Kickstarter, you know, Kickstarter. It's a highlighted project. Um, And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the campaign uh, description, not like on the right side where it's rewards, Uh and right under frequently asked questions, ask a question, report this project to Kickstarter fucking click on that you have to have an account you have to log it log in and then it'll like ask you a few questions like why you're reporting it and you can write i wrote like this violates your guidelines and i wrote a little description being like the money has already been raised this is you know they're not they're reimbursing their producers they're not actually raising money to pay for this um and submitted a report so everyone needs to do that if you have a kickstarter account if you don't create one all you need is an email I think you might need a credit card, actually, because you have to pay for things. So never mind. If you have a Kickstarter account, please, please, please report this. I don't even know that Kickstarter gives a shit because they've already favorited this. But, like, I it makes me so fucking angry that someone is taking advantage of fans and also completely exploiting these deaf performers and pandering using them as props. Yeah. Like, you're literally taking these deaf performers and being like, oh, my God, don't you want these deaf performers to get to perform on the Tony Awards? You have to give us your money or these poor deaf people will never get to perform. And that is not what's fucking happening. Well, and 
like one of the other suggestions that people are saying is if you really feel strongly about being supportive of this is donating directly to Deaf West, donating directly to other arts inclusive charities. Yeah. Because even if, if this is under the guise of Deaf West raising this money, but they're not going to actually get the money. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can do. If you go to Deaf West's website, which is www.deafwest.org, the first thing that pops up is donate so we can perform on the Tonys. But if you scroll right down past that, it's right below it is donate to our general fund. If you click on that, it's like individual donations and it's just your information and how much you want to donate. Right. It's not a fucking Kickstarter. This money, if you donate there, I would feel much more strongly that that money goes directly to Deaf West and will help them produce new things and other things. It's not going into Kevin Davenport's fucking pocket. Yeah. Fuck him. So angry. I'm so fucking pissed. I'm so fucking pissed because there are fucking people who are like fans of the show, like young people that are supporting the show that are now feeling like obligated to donate to this and to like, yeah, skip their Starbucks like fucking Ken said. Oh, it's so easy. Just just skip your Starbucks. Just make a sacrifice. Just give us your $10, your $5, whatever you can. Yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I, you know, I'm thinking back, God, to the original Spring Awakening. If this were a thing then, I it was right when I moved here and I loved mm-hmm. that show so much. Mm-hmm. And I actually just got a time hop of the, like, pictures I posted at the stage door from two days ago with, like, Jonathan Groff and mm-hmm. John Gallagher Jr. And I loved that show so much. And I would have given... Right. Also, also uh, like, I think the... I think you can donate any amount you want, but like it's the first option, like it tells you you're donating $25. Yeah, you can choose any option you want, but the lowest, is that what it is? Something, I don't know. I'm going off. There's a really interesting thread well, on Broadway World, and I, you can, are you looking it up? Right I have, now? no, I haven't touched Broadway World. Oh. oh, yeah. The lowest, the lowest reward that they have is $25. And it's $25 for a social media shout out. (laughs) That's such bullshit. That's so stupid. Even like, I have to say, like, from my experience of backing Kickstarters and looking Kickstarters, like, most Kickstarters and also I would say successful Kickstarters have a $5 or a $10. Yeah. But Fat Cat Ken Davenport is like, you can't $25, please, and you'll get a tweet. Wait, do you have it open right now? Yeah, I have a Kickstarter open. How much have they raised? Um, as of right now, they've raised $71,000. Okay. Which is less so than half. It, but I have also heard from multiple sources that part of their plan is that they have the money. They have all of the money and they have, you know, someone. Because, like, can you can't. Kick it in. They can kick it in at the last minute and, yeah. and make and sure it succeeds. Again, that's everybody guessing, but it sounds like it would fit right along in with mm-hmm. with whatever this plan is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm sorry if they do not if the Kickstarter the day before the Tonys fails, are they going to not perform? That's what they're trying to make people think, and, and that's that makes not no true. Sense. That is it makes no not sense. True, they're not going to like the day before the Tonys. Oh, we didn't finish the Kickstarter. I guess all this rehearsing and and camera blocking we've done is uh, just going out the window. Guess like, we just won't not, come to the dress rehearsal tomorrow morning. This is not an actual musical. It's not like we need to raise money to get to the contest tomorrow. Right. No. That's not how the real world works. We like seeing that in shows because it enhances the drama mm-hmm. and we got to get through it. <laughs> but like if this show this show closed in January, if they mm-hmm. had started this Kickstarter then, hey guys, we might get a chance to perform right, on the Tonys right. if we're nominated. Actually, anyone can if you have the money. Uh, ask right, Harvey exactly. Weinstein. Yeah. So, if you wanted to perform on the Tonys, regardless of nominations, to get out your message of inclusivity and you know deaf actors, then mm-hmm. you do that in January. Mm-hmm. You don't you do, do that it in now. January. Like do here's now. here's another tell. A pledge, one of their rewards for a pledge of $10,000. You get to attend the Spring Awakening Tony party in New York City. I'm sorry, bitch. Where'd the money for the party come from? 
You already planned mm. a party. You rented out, secured a restaurant. You're catering it. You have an open bar. Where'd all that money come from? Hmm? Hmm? Marley Matlin? Hmm? Shit makes me so fucking... Like what you said. Like he's taking advantage of fan ignorance of the like, industry. Think about nine to five and how much. Oh, oh, exactly. You that oh, I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. That, I mean, that is specifically why this makes me so fucking angry because I didn't know any of this shit until like the last couple of years. And yeah, fucking back in 2009 when nine to five closed, if nine to five had, had been like, please, we need money to do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would be like Dolly Parton. That doesn't make sense. Where are you at? Right. <laughs> nobody they wouldn't do nobody else but Ken Davenport would do this. So it's like an illogical well, right. hypothetical, but whatever. As a hypothetical, yeah, I absolutely are you fucking kidding me? I would have like scraped my little pennies together and been like, holy shit, I need Stephanie J. Blog to perform. And I absolutely would have had an emotional <laughs> response and would have given whatever five dollars I had. Yeah. Because I don't know. And so I feel very strongly that it is my job to stop this. I want to stop this. <laughs> I want to stop this because I would have donated to it if I didn't know what I know. And that is clear exploitation of ignorance of your fans. And uh, it's exploitation of everyone. Ken Davenport is a fucking piece of shit. Oh, I'm so angry. Like taking advantage of the most vulnerable people. The fucking like teenagers that love your fucking show. Yeah. <sighs> All right, we put out our call to action. Hopefully they announce this week who performers are, mm. and maybe that will be like, wait a second, we didn't raise, you didn't raise the money yet. Hopefully they'll do it before somebody kicks in the extra $130, $130, they need, and it raises flags. Mm. Wait, why did, well, how is it announced that they're performing before the money is raised? Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way that it could possibly be brought to the attention that it needs to be. I fucking hope so. All right, let's move on. Seriously, can I just say, I'm like looking oh, yeah. at his website again, and it just, his website, the page where he's selling this book, looks mm-hmm. exactly both in web design, in all the bullshit that it's saying, and how tacky it looks. It looks like some fucking, like, you should buy this, you know, juice cleanse, brand new, FDA not approved, but it's okay in Europe. That's what this looks like. <laughs> where is it? On his website? Yeah. Oh, you know what I didn't even realize? Oh, my God. It's even more disgusting than I thought. Okay, so, like, if you're on his website, which is the producer, producers, yeah, the producersperspective.com. Mm-hmm. And then on the side is where there's, like, consult with Ken. Right, I'm seeing that, yeah. And so click on uh, how to raise money, and that actually takes you to a different website, which is www.raisemoneyforyourshow.com. Oh, weird. Dude, Wait, I want to look at his dude. At this. <laughs> what? I just tried to close this tab and I got confirm navigation. Wait, <gasps> going so soon? I guess that means you've raised all the money you need. If oh not, then I urge you to get God. raise it today. Wow. And if you do, I'll take $100 off the price. Use code today only when you check out. And wow. remember, it's 101% guaranteed. Raise what you need or get a refund. Get it today. Are you sure you want to leave this page? Yes, leave this page. Wow. So basically, he has built in pop-ups on his raisemoneyforyourshow.com website. He has put in pop-ups that are equivalent to porn websites. Okay. So he also does have this consult with Ken page, which I'm... This is one of the one of the things you get in the book. <clears throat> one of the star, one of the bullet points for what you here's what you get in the book is special report, eight tips for a kick-ass Kickstarter. Bitch, you really want people to pay hundreds of dollars for your book that's gonna tell them how to run a successful Kickstarter? Fuck off. What's that? Um, that was from, if you click on Get Ken's Game, Be a Broadway Star, which we will never purchase. And I'm so no, glad we never have. because I like the, I still like the idea mm-hmm. of it. We'll but... make our own. We'll make our yeah. own. Yeah. Yeah. 
Broadway budgeting 101. I don't know, Ken Davenport, you seem to be really fucking shitty at Broadway budgeting. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> oh, Broadway budgeting 101 takes you to a separate website also. Is there something to buy on this one? Yes. Oh, my God. It's another book CD package. Amazing. Ooh, my risk-free 100 money-back guarantee. Oh, my God. What took me years to learn is now available with one click, only one ninety-seven, or two payments of ninety-eight fifty each for a limited time. Buy today! Jesus. Oh my god! If this like, could is you what be his any more of a cost? How much does it- the consulting cost? I'm sure it's disgusting. Oh, this is my fave. Wait, at the very bottom, this course has already helped hundreds. Just look at what a few had to say, and there's two quotes. Hmm. Hundreds. An excellent um, presentation. I really appreciate Ken teaching the commercial side of the business. Ugh, Ken Davenport really disgusts me. It's so gross. All right. Okay, let's move on. We've done our call to action. You know, everybody, just know what you're getting into when you donate to these things. And yes. I know that's hard when they're worded, you know, deceptively. Mm-hmm. But it's not what it seems. You so need, just- I mean, like anything in life, if someone is asking you for your money, you need to fucking know where that money is going. You need to know that it's legit. You need to know that your money is going to a good organization. If you're even if you're donating to charity, like don't fucking donate to charity without researching the company you're donating to because it's just a lot of scams. I mean, you know me. I believe that everything is corrupt. But like <laughs> you you have to be careful. It's your money. You want to put it somewhere good you want it to actually help things that you're invested in so yeah don't let you know just think and do a little research before you donate when somebody has a plea like this yeah it sounds so good at first god yeah i want to see deaf west perform holy shit i'm so excited that that is a thing oh well, my yeah. god all and these performers like, this is so exciting sure they are going to because there's no way they couldn't have the money already right like i can't wait to see that performance it's right going to be amazing yes but you keep your money close to your breast and don't give it out to any old motherfucker that wants it yeah that's just a life lesson it's true you know when we did our kickstarter mm-hmm. for three hundred dollars yes when we raised three hundred dollars via kickstarter for uh, costumes you know, that, yeah it was costumes and wigs this is, I have to say, like, in my experience of donating to Kickstarter, Kickstarters, I, there are a lot of Kickstarters that I'm like, oh, what is that thing? That sounds cool. And when you read the, through their entire campaign, if they do not have a breakdown of where the money is going, how much of it is going here and how much is going here, maybe consider, reconsider before you donate to that Kickstarter. Yeah. Because and I don't know, since it was our first one, I don't know if we explicitly broke it down, but if oh, you watch know, the video, look. we can look at it. You, oh, yeah. And you They're can see like how many costumes we got, and you can think about how much a costume costs at Party City. Hmm. And we've reused a lot of those costumes several times over. Patty and Emily make a comedy video. Oh, my God. It was our first video. Seven backers pledged $300. Oh, my God. That's so adorable. <laughs> back in 2011 august 19th we did it yeah <laughs> we successfully used 300 dollars. where's our campaign what did we say we probably didn't know we wrote like one paragraph we are producing a broadway commercial parody video oh my god this is so precious <laughs> However, our prop list is extensive, and while we have some of the items, we still need more props, costumes, and makeups that are essential to our vision. Amazing. Well, so we don't have a we we did not put a a, a point by point breakdown, but at the bottom of ours, we did say your generous donation will allow us to buy magical props and costume items like wigs, a doctor's coat, glow sticks, bald cap, pizza, <laughs> pizza. Oh, that yeah, for like you know, because right, we, we had pay to the feed our actors. Our video. An Indian chief headdress—that's racist, <laughs> girls. Uh, and more wigs. 
among many other things on our list. I think all, I mean, we definitely bought a lot of wigs. I definitely, we definitely bought a doctor's coat. I don't, what oh, we want glow sticks. We wanted the for? glue sticks for the blue man group thing, but I don't think oh, we got right. glue sticks. We just did the bald caps and the paint. We did buy an Indian chief headdress and we did use it. Well, whoops. You know, you live and you learn. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to all the castings, because yeah. literally there's a thousand castings this week. Yeah. First up, Lena Hall is kicking off the Hedwig tour. Oh, my God. Recur- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not recurring. Returning to her Tony-winning role of Yitzhak, but... She's also playing Hedwig once a week. Oh my god! Wait, which cities is she playing Hed? When? When? What are my opportunities? San Francisco and LA. Oh my god! But it's like in November, right? Uh, yeah, October and November. I'm never gonna see this. That sucks. Oh my god! I would, I would really, really love to see her go on as Hedwig. <laughs> well, we have some. Uh, some listeners out there who have already said they will see it for us. Good. <clears throat> I mean, that's going to be amazing. Moving on. Uh, we have casting for Roundabout's Holiday Inn, which you saw at the good speed. I did. I, I did. go, and you really enjoyed it. None I of the really cast did. is returning, oh, no. so I, I don't know what that's about. But feelings about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I actually haven't really looked at this cast breakdown because... I heard I heard that Susie Mosher wasn't in it, and I was like, I'm mad. <laughs> Which, you know, rightfully so. Yeah. And we don't know why that is a thing. Right. But I think you'll like uh, some of the rest of this cast. I don't okay. know two people. Two of the names aren't familiar to me. But uh, Bryce Pinkham. Wait, who's he playing? Is Jim. I didn't see it, so I got nothing. Right, is right, that right, right, the right. Bing Crosby role? I don't know. He's one of there's like two main, you know, like cishet white dudes. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me look it up because I saw this movie like one time. Well, that's exciting. Okay. So Bryce Pinkham is Jim, who's the uh, Bing Crosby role. But Corbin Blue is the Fred Astaire role. Ted. Interesting. Okay. I like that actually. Whoa. Yeah. I was not expecting that from Roundabout. Yeah. Oh my God, Randall, a person of color as a lead? I know, shocking. Wow. And Lorley Gayer from <gasps> Dr. Zhivago is Linda. Cool. Is that the Penny Murren part, I'm assuming? I've, I have no idea. I'm, a, I'm pretty sure that's the, the, the other. I don't remember. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Megan Sakura. Is somebody named Lila Dixon? Okay. <laughs> I don't remember and who that is. <laughs> Megan Lawrence is who's playing the... Susie Mosher role? Susie Wait, what's the, her name? Uh, Louise. No, no, no. What's the real no. person's name? Oh, Megan Lawrence. Oh, she looks familiar. Oh, she does look familiar. She was nominated for a Tony. For what? I don't know. Clicking on her Wikipedia. It doesn't say. Oh, as well, oh, Gladys in the Pajama Game. Oh, oh, with Kelly O'Hara. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it obviously, and I don't a hundred percent know the Pajama Game very well. But I think she had a, has a like a really great song, doesn't she? Sing. I don't know that, that show at all. Uh, like Hernando's Hideaway. I don't know that show at all. Okay. It's yeah. about it's about yeah, pajamas. It's, it's about a pajama factory. Something like that. That's all I know. <laughs> I got a great idea for a show. <laughs> a pajama factory. I don't know. Is it Norma Ray the musical? I don't think so. So, I don't know. I, I heard so many great things about the Goodspeed production that I'm bummed that I didn't get to see it there and see that cast because this cast also sounds fun and great. Yeah. So I wish I could have seen both, which you get to do. So that's lucky. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of like when the entire cast is changed like that, it's 
like, uh, I don't know. Who knows what happened? Nobody was available. Nobody wanted to do it anymore. Everybody was on. Everybody wanted to do it, but they all got fired. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is that I really enjoyed the production at Goodspeed. I thought it was super fun, and I had really euphoric, amazing feelings about Susie Mosher's character because she's a lesbian and the character was a lesbian and they were in an old-timey Broadway musical. Yeah. But it, she was clearly a lesbian, and that made me really happy to That's have so a lesbian exciting. playing a lesbian in an old time and it was just like like because you know how many old-timey broadway musicals there are where it's sort of like that weird little slightly implied thing but like not at all like it's very easy to brush past if you don't want to see it and this was like they sort of just took that to the next level where she's just so she's just the you know the tomboy girl that hangs out around the holiday in i forget if it has another name but then (laughs) she has like very concrete lines where she's like yeah i'm gay that's great say somebody's like i'm going to la and she's like will you give me a signed picture of veronica lake (laughs) so i mean i'm like i'm curious i'm i'm you know i don't know i don't know i have a lot of conflicted feelings part of me is like proud of roundabout for hiring one person of color for their principal casting and the other one is Mm -hmm. just like that's sad and then i miss susan mosher and i don't know and i really hate their artwork a lot very very much the artwork is so i don't know what it looks like clip art it's like they were like oh we forgot that we're announcing tomorrow we haven't hired a graphic i'm sorry like whoever made that art it's yeah it's not good it's so bad it's really bad wait i want to look at it again (laughs) <laughs> oh holiday in holiday in holiday in no i don't want to stay at a holiday in oh Ugh. what's with those balloons i don't know what is where with those are balloons. they it's like it's it like, like photo. you just like took clip arts of different things and then like stuck them all on a landscape picture i sort of You're understand like, oh, drag why... this road over and put it next to the house and drag some trees yeah. in too I sort of understand why they shied away from the sort of Christmas idea because all holidays are in it, you know? And a lot of people associate the movie with Christmas because Christmas songs came from it. Right. But that is nothing what that artwork conveys. (laughs) I don't know what that artwork conveys at all. Yeah, it's like you said, it's like so. out of style and i'm not you know i'm not the first person to say that but like it's so out of style for for what roundabout has been doing with their art for the past few seasons so maybe they're moving away from that but maybe this this is is not the aesthetic this is not the direction (laughs) please please don't disney movies not i just don't have faith in roundabout i i mean i don't know i just like I haven't seen She Loves Me yet, but I just, I feel like Roundabout right now is really just hitting that, well, aren't you proud of us? We hired one black person. We did it. And you're like, go fuck yourself. That is like the thing that's really taking me off right now about Roundabout. That it's like, they had, I think, I I think in all of their productions from last season, they had one person of color cast for any of their shows last season. Yeah, I think they're in that they just need to sack up <laughs> because they're in the like, I'm scared to uh, alienate our subscriber base, but they'll go with you. And if they don't, you'll get new subscribers. Right. It's not a big deal yeah. to like make a musical that took place in the 30s look like today. Right. Well, and also, I mean, the problem. I don't know, whatever. I could talk a lot about racism in Broadway and theaters, but we should move could on. Could you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some more fun news. We previously talked about Rob McClure joining the cast of Something Rotten. Yes. Joining him is Leslie Kritzer and Josh Grissetti. That's exciting. Wait, Josh Grissetti, is he playing the young bottom? Yeah. Oh, my God. Stop (laughs) it. I really enjoy the way you put that. (laughs) I couldn't remember their names. Yeah, he's taking over for John Cariani. 
Okay, I, I'm in. I'm in to re-experience this show a year out and not have any of my sideshow anger and maybe just see it fresh and be like, this is dumb and stupid and fun, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, yeah, I'm excited. That's a fun cast. I'm, a, I'm about that cast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me too. I can't wait. Leslie Kritzer. Also, because we'll see it without that terrible love quartet that we hated that oh, they yeah. took out apparently yes, and yes. we get yelled at all the time on our review <laughs> for it. We saw him premiums. <laughs> That's what they gave us. Uh okay. Oh God, Leslie Kritzer's gonna kill that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um we found out who Grizabella is. <gasps> oh yeah. Who is it? Someone I don't Leona know. Leona Lewis. Cool. She's a British singer. She's a British pop song. Pop song. <laughs> She's a British pop star. Her like big hit is "Bleeding Love." You know that song? No. Can keep you sing away. Bleeding, keep, keep bleeding love. Nope. Anyway, uh, she won the X Factor. I think. Oh. It. I mean, as much as I would like an American Broadway lady in that role, it's it goes along with Nicole Scherzinger being Rosabella. Right. You know. It's the look and feel, I think, that they're going for. And she's an actress of color, so. Yeah. That's, that's uh, listen, happening. Listen, I kind of, <laughs> my, thing, my thing with this Cats production that is happening, that is also happening a lot sooner than I realized. Yeah, um, July. Yeah, it's like this year. Like, in my mind, it was happening a long time from now. But it's very, like, I'm like, listen, I'm ready to see whatever this production of Cats is going to be. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to have opinions about, like, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that because they're putting something together. And whatever fair. it is, I want to see it. That's fair. Because, because I it's think cats. it's just going to be cats. It's I want to see it. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nonsense. It's going to be great. I want to see the rapping. Rum Tum Tugger. What? What? Yeah, that's going to be weird. I yeah. mean, great. Like, in the best way that Andrew Lloyd Webber is weird and great. Right, right. I wish he would just lean into that a bit more. Me too. Me too. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited to experience cats. And I think that's what it's going to be, an experience. Yes. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of Andrew Lloyd Webber and non-traditional casting, we have two phantom casting announcements. Allie Ewald, who we talked about last week, who came from The King and I, is going to be the first Asian-American Christine. Wow. It only took them 28 years. I'm like, I guess I'm not surprised, but that's so surprising to me. I mean, it... Just because now it's Phantom, (laughs) and, like, anyone can go into Phantom. Right, Right. but how many people of color besides, like, Norm Lewis? No, I know, and that just happened, so... Right, right. Again, not the first... Phantom of color, but first on Broadway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like that Hamilton thing where you're like, you know what, I'm really, it was such a necessary, like, I need it, but it's also, like, so frustrating and insulting to see shows be like, oh, Hamilton gave us this idea that we could cast oh, a person yeah. of color in our show. We, we didn't know that we could do that before, but then Hamilton did it, so then we were aware that an Asian American person could play Christine. We didn't know before. We had no idea. Thanks, Hamilton. (laughs) But she was fucking great in The King and I, and I'm sure she'll be an amazing Christine. Her voice is off the charts. And also Jordan Donica is joining as Raul, and he is the first African-American Raul. Wow. Wow, that is so... (laughs) I mean, it's good because it's it's moving us in the right direction. Yeah. But I mean, it's just I never hilarious. need to see Phantom it's again, especially never. with a convic- convicted I mean, you child know what? molester oh my God. James Barber as no, the Phantom. Was, he's still in it? Yep. But uh, You know who I really want to see who I would go back to see Phantom? Oh, I would who? definitely, you know what I want to see happen? What? Just shakes things up. Alice Ripley is the Phantom. <laughs> You'd go back and see that. Don't lie. Of course I would. <laughs> That's Alice bonkers. Ripley is all the parts. Well, yeah. 
I don't think she has those high notes. Good thing they're recorded. <laughs> All right. Well, good on you, Phantom, for joining 2016. Also, fire James Barber. Jake Gyllenhaal's doing another show with Encores. He's doing a one night only. Dream Girls. Nope, just kidding. Oh Sunny my God. With George. <laughs> That'd be funny. Cool. Yeah, it already sold out. Oh well, I I I whatever. I didn't even bother, and I didn't even realize this is what they were do. They were doing. There was some kind of virtual line. What? Which I guess is a good way to do it because they knew it was going to be bananas. So what do you I mean don't a know. Virtual line. I don't know. I think you would sign up and you would get a number, and then when you were ready, when it was your turn, like I don't know what would happen. Magic. They'd be like, here are your chance to buy tickets. I, I don't understand how it works, but this huh. thing said that tickets were pronounced sold out. At, they went on sale probably at noon and were sold out at 1240 p.m. with more than 2,000 people still waiting in the virtual line. Whoa. And Weird. Kevin D. Daly got tickets and our friend David Levy got tickets. Good for them. Yeah. They didn't buy us tickets, though. I, I don't know. I think I'm it, not. Well, I really, really enjoyed him as Seymour. He can sing. And I think he's, because of the roles he's played in movies, I'm confident that he would be able to play a character like Seymour and also a character like George. But right. I'll be really upset that I'm not seeing it depending on who they announce as Dot. Yeah, that's probably like like I love Sunday in the Park with George, but Jake Hel- Jake Gyllenhaal is not a draw for me. And then they're gonna cast someone that I really love as the girl. Yeah, aren't they? These, that's frustrating. They why don't they announce? They why don't they announce the less famous person first and let people that are like, oh my god, Aaron Davy, well, oh my god, yes, I'll buy that ticket because Aaron Davy is in it, and let us get our tickets, and then all the Jake Gyllenhaal people can fight it out after we yeah, get our the tickets. The funny thing is, that's what they thought they were doing last time with Ellen Green. And she sold it out. And then they announced Jake Gyllenhaal. And they added two more shows. That's true. Well, maybe they'll keep adding shows. Yeah, because this one's like a gala. Maybe they'll they'll keep, they're going to keep wearing Jake Gyllenhaal down until he does a musical on Broadway. Yeah, maybe. I have to see this, though, because I saw Constellations and then also that the Jake Gyllenhaal play, which had that crazy name. Mm. <laughs> and then Little Shop. He might have done another one, but if he didn't do another one, then this is the first time I'm not seeing Jake Gyllenhaal on a New York stage. Whoa. Oh, somebody buy me it. Somebody give me one of your tickets. I mean, don't <laughs> give it to me. I'll I'll pay for it. How much? How much, how much are you willing is. to pay? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Whatever exactly. the cheapest tickets are. like, are. I will pay $30 for your ticket, ma'am. Thank no, you. No, I'll just stand out front of City Center and be like, ticket. Anybody got an extra ticket? Extra ticket? ticket? Expect me to give you a ticket. Go fuck yourself. Okay, last thing, also Encores related, we have casting for The Runaways. No, just Runaways. I keep saying The Runaways, but that's that band that Rita Ford was in and that movie that Kristen Stewart was in. (laughs) Right. Runaways. Just Runaways. It's a really fun cast. There's a really fun video. Uh... That gives a little tidbit. I'll warn you right now. They each person like gives a fact about themselves, like, and they have three or four that they choose from. One of them is a spirit animal or spirit oh, thing no. or something like that. So there's that. No. Oh, come on, guys. That's disappointing. Yeah, I thought of you when the first one of those popped up. <laughs> No fucking spirit animals. That yeah. is not okay. It's that frustrating. is a real thing, a real cultural thing for real Native American people. And yet Swap there's a war on Christmas. Swap, right. Swap it out for Patronus. Yeah, that's a fake thing. Exactly. Well, Sigh. anyway, this aside from that, which again, it just, you know... Everyone's still figuring it out. Yeah. You know, aside from that, this cast looks like a lot of fun. 
it's like just a bunch of kids, you know? I think yeah. they're all think, like unknown teenagers, right? There's a couple known. Oh, I like the artwork. I like the artwork a lot. Yeah, the, the artwork's the cool. It's yeah. Cute. So the video doesn't really tell you too much about these kids. There's only two names I recognize. Sophia Ann Caruso, who was in Lazarus. Okay. And I think maybe has a Broadway credit that I can't remember right now. And MJ Rodriguez, who was in Rent Off Broadway. MJ is trans. I don't know what MJ's pronouns are, so I will refrain from using them. But MJ played Angel in Rent. Oh. Oh, my God. One of the actors in this show, Taylor Caldwell. Yeah. Um, shares the same name as an Anglo-American novelist and prolific author of popular fiction. Known by the pen names Marcus Holland and Max Reiner, and by her married name of J. Miriam Rebeck. Because I googled, I was like, that name looks a little familiar to me. Let me google them and see if I've seen them in something. And then it came up with this Wikipedia page of this woman that died (laughs) in the 80s, and I was like, that can't be right. That's so interesting. You have the exact same name. That's crazy. I guess Taylor Caldwell's not that Holy shit, she wrote like dozens of books. Not the child. Right, right, right. No, the woman that's dead. <laughs> she 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 lived a she lived a good 84 years, you guys. She had a good life. Nice long one. Ooh, she was married through four four one. Wait. She was married oh, four an- times. Oh. Another name I just scanned. I must have missed it the first time. Matthew Gumley from Elf. Oh. Cool. Yeah, he's great. He's like real child actor. So I think yeah. I think most of these kids, especially well, watching also, the when video, did we see him in Elf? I don't know. The first Elf. The very first Elf? I believe so. That was years ago now. Yeah, he's like in his teens now. Yeah. He's 19. Oh my god, he's a an adult. Yeah, original cast, and he was the original, um, uh, oh no, he was in the original cast of Adam's Family. Cool. He was understudy Pugsley. He was in Beauty and the Beast as Chip, and he was in the original cast of Mary Poppins. Wow. Cool. I think, I think most of these kids are like not, you know, Sophie Ann Caruso and Matthew Gumley, though. Right. You know, especially like looking at the video, they probably are doing a lot of the arts and stuff, for lack of a better phrase. But I don't know what their level of professional is. Right. Um, but they just look like like New York City kids, which is great. That's They're all perfect. over the place, like ethnicity, age, look. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm super, in, super excited and interested to see this show. Me too, me too, me too. We should get tickets. When is it? July 6th through 9th. Um, that's all the casting. I mean, I, you know, I shouldn't say that's all the casting because that's a <laughs> lot of casting. But there it is. Maybe we missed something, but it's a lot of stuff this week. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update! Talk Everlasting is closing today. A moment of <sighs> silence for the Carolee Carmelo shows gone too soon. Also, she posted this really hilarious sip yesterday. Oh, my God. Of her and Michael Park and Andrew Keenan Bolger and the other brother whose real name I forget. Of, Miles. Uh, Miles. I don't remember. No. What's the actor's Ba-ba? name? I f- no. Anyway, he has a name and he's very talented. Um, all of them lying <laughs> on the staircase looking dead. Not so everlasting, says Carolee Carmelo, which is a great sense of humor to have. Yeah. It's Good. very funny. It's fucking hilarious. Ha 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 ha. Oh, the show's closing. Sucks. Oh. Sucks. <sighs> it really does suck. Yeah. Robert Lindsay. Yeah, Bob. Uh, he probably doesn't go by Bob, but that's fine. Yeah. I was like, who goes by Bob? Uh, my cousin. My cousin Bob. How old is he? Younger than me. Okay, so people in New but York do not go by Bob. But he's also named after his dad, Bob. I don't think people in New York, young people in New York, do not go by Bob. Probably not. I've personally, my personal experience, I have never met a person under the age of, let's say, 40 who went by Bob. What about 
Bob the Drag Queen. Okay, that's different. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I just forgot. (laughs) Good example, Patty. Thank you. Now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet of the Week. On May 27th at 7.39 p.m., Audra McDonald tweeted, Ugh, I'm so awful at applying my false eyelashes every night for the show. I need tips. Bianca Del Rio, Jinx Monsoon, Marty G. Cummings, help! That's brilliant. Audra McDonald, six-time Tony Award winner, Audra McDonald, who's been in the theater her entire adult life, is like, please help me with my lashes, drag queens. (laughs) I love it! Best part is they all responded. Yes, yes. First, uh, Jinx responded. The tip I have is make someone else do it. Winky face. Huh. And then Bianca tweeted, "On my way with the four of the kissy winky heart faces, <laughs> and then a heart." And Audra said, "Thank you, my fairy drag mother." <laughs> And Marty was at the Color Purple and said, I'm across the street at Color Purple. When I see your show, I'll give you a lash tutorial. Lol. That's amazing. Ugh. So amazing. Is there a drag Audra? There should be. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If anyone has any information about anyone that has ever done anything closely related to drag related with Audra McDonald, please send it to us. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.